Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Liz. You are not sick. I am not going to get sick. No. Even though I have a slight little scratch. It, going. Is, it is a beautiful time of year, and you're not going to get no, sick. No, I'm not in my Elvis. You're the, you're, the, you're the health guru, so I'm not going to get sick. And, you know um, what? We are less than two weeks from Christmas, mm -hmm. and we have Elvis up on the Elvie, soundboard. get down. Elvis, come here. Come here. Elvis is a cat, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and, and Elvis <laughs> is a spoiled, rotten cat. Come here, you. So, I have been thinking, and has as have as have you, about stress. You know, this last week we talked about traditions mm -hmm. and uh, the need to embrace some new traditions, mm -hmm. and so. With that, with new traditions, with change, comes stress. Yes. And there's normal stress during this time of year. Absolutely. But then there is extra stress that yeah. is brought on to us sometimes by circumstances. And sometimes by ourselves and our expectations of ourselves and all the things that we think we should be doing. And I know that I'm guilty of that. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And expectations are a killer. We've yeah. talked about that before. Yeah. Expectations are awful. Um, but it, I think it's very human. It's very human because we have, you know, we've gone through this life now, you and I, for mm -hmm. over 60 years. Yes. And we have expectations. Over, over 60 years. <laughs> Speaking of 60, before we mm -hmm. kind of talk about stress, which brought a little bit of stress. My sister, my baby sister, turned 60, is oh. turning 60. Her actual birthday is tomorrow. Okay. But um, we had a big party this weekend. Was it fun? It was so much fun. What did you guys do? It was so much fun. She had, um, she bought, uh, she ordered a taco truck. Oh, fun. That came to the party mm -hmm. and served everybody the most delicious tacos. Um, there was chicken and beef to choose from, and it was held in a friend's backyard, and even though it was cold, there were upright heaters, yeah, yeah. and I am telling you, this was one of the most beautiful yards I've ever been in in my life. Wow. And he is um, a landscaper. Mm -hmm. He is a landscape artist. He's not just somebody who comes to your right. house and picks weeds. And he a, is, a mow and blow, is that they call a it? A mow and blow. <laughs> he yeah. is an artist. And so there was this beautiful water fountain that, you know, was six feet tall and flowed down rocks into this lovely little pond. And there was an outdoor seating area. And there was an outdoor kitchen. Please. It yeah. was so gorgeous. Yeah. And then under the patio, there was another little seating area. And there were lights. And it was, and he was outside cooking. He's also a chef. Nice. And he's got a fiance, and I'm like, how did you even, how were you even single for this long? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's just yeah. fabulous, right? Yeah. But 
he was out there, he made steak bites, and he made, you know, cheesy bread, and these wonderful hors d'oeuvres before the taco truck got there. And it was just so lovely. There was nothing, there were no games, there were no, you know, there were just a whole bunch of people sitting around Mm -hmm. talking. And it was really sweet. And so my sister used to work at a... um, a very famous restaurant uh, back in the day in the in the late 70s and 80s mm. red it was very oh, red lobster? No, no it was very red and had a big beautiful bar with a fire pit that would serve you sliders I don't Do you I remember don't. that place? No. The Pepper Mill. Oh, yes, oh I do. the Pepper Mill. It was Mill. like being in Las Vegas or something. Absolutely. And their first you, one. You felt like you're in a casino yeah. with women in gowns and stuff. Exactly. I totally remember. And that. their first restaurant was in Las Vegas, and it still is there. Oh. Um, but this one is no longer here in town. But she worked there for many years, and so there were lots of people from her past there. that came one friend from Colorado oh, wow. came you know for the party mm-hmm. and it was just a lovely group of people that um, nice. one of the guys was my former boyfriend mm. uh, and his beautiful wife and they were just it, it, it was just lovely to see everybody yeah yeah well, and so fun. we had fun did and you have to cook I did <laughs> I did <laughs> I made and you know what this was the least stressful cooking experience I've had in many years. I, I don't know if it was just a combination of the... Well, what did you have to cook? Only, maybe, it's, maybe it's what you had to cook or the you know, amount. Well, I made, you know. I made six dozen cupcakes. Okay. So I made um, uh, two dozen pumpkin cupcakes with cheese, cream cheese frosting. Mm-hmm. And they were decorated beautifully and they turned out so delicious and so beautiful. And then I made chocolate cupcakes with cream cheese frosting. Mm-hmm. That was her desire. Mm-hmm. And then I made margarita, uh, mini margarita cheesecakes with um, wow. real tequila. I got to tell you people, we should, we should just change this whole podcast to Liz's cooking show. Because she is like... The cook extraordinaire. You got. You just can't even believe how how this woman cooks. Anyway. Well, and several. Well, thank you. And there were several people that you know thought, "Do you ever think of doing this for yeah. you know for?" And I'm just not sure I would love it as much yeah. if I had to do it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Well, you know how I, it is I, with work. I, I get that. You I mean, love what you do. Most most days. <laughs> and yet you are in a stressful season in your work. And I really really love what I do, which is, you know, teach theater, but I'm not teaching theater this semester, which I think is part of my... Angst. Angst. Yeah. But I do work with special needs kids, and I love, love, love it. But this is a particularly stressful season. Yeah. Um, So, making the cupcakes and decorating the table... Yeah, that's fun. It was just... It was really just lovely, and it was 
very calming for whatever reason, making the cupcakes, mm-hmm. decorating them. I think because they all, everything turned out. That's, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes I cook and I'm like, this batch of cookies is bad and I have to throw it out and start all over again. Yeah. I mean, that happens sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. walk away, you let it go too long. Yeah. You've added, you know, it's a new recipe. If you're recipe. me, you completely forget about them and burn them. <laughs> it's a new recipe maybe that didn't turn out quite the way you expected. And I think the really good thing about cooking as long as I have is I can look at a recipe and know that it's going to be good. Well, you probably you probably have so much stuff in your brain. I mean, you can probably make half the things you make by memory. And I do. And when I cook, as opposed to, I mean, baking is a science. You have to have the right amount. Yeah. You know, and especially when you're baking cakes, everything has to be um, room temp. Mm-hmm. So you have to have room temperature eggs and room temperature, everything has to, you know, in order to blend properly. And then when you're making frosting, like cream cheese frosting can be very finicky. Mm-hmm. Because when you beat cream cheese, it, bo- it, crum- it, 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 can, ha- it has to be... It yeah. has to be room temp. Well, the truth about cream cheese frosting is that you use room temp butter mm-hmm. and sugar and whip that up and then add very cold cream chunks cheese. of cream cheese oh, okay. cut into little chunks. Oh. And then as that comes together, it's just the perfect temperature and the perfect uh, consistency mm-hmm. because you can over whip yeah. cream cheese and then it just falls apart. It right, becomes right. very runny. Right, right, right. And so I've had that happen before. And this was that frosting. <laughs> no, well, uh, in looking through well, stress. in looking through the recipes, I'm like, this is a technique that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never done that cold cream cheese and the room temp butter. I'll try that when I make my because I'm going to do this. I'm going to because I, I make that. It's really good. So I'll do it that way. It's I'll, I'll really yeah. It was really it. awesome. It was like a half cup of, you know, a half cup of um, butter, mm-hmm. two cups of powdered sugar, a little bit of vanilla. Whip that all up and then add uh, sixteen ounces of cream cheese, and it was perfect. Mm. The perfect consistency, the perfect flavor. Everything was perfect. And I have got to tell you, I just was like, you know what? So much of the stress that comes onto our life is because we have a bad technique. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the technique. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe we're trying to do too many things. We're trying to shove too many things yeah. in a small amount of time. That's me. That's a bad technique. That's yeah. that's going to lead to stress, yeah. and and to unsuccessful, to an unsuccessful end. Yeah, and um, so that was the thing that really caught me about all of this. Is I said, "Gosh, everything just came together because I followed the recipe," mm-hmm. and, you, and and you probably took your time. I mean, I know for me, half the time I'm running so fast right which that causes me so much stress but you know i don't allow myself enough time half the time even to take a shower so you know well right and and there's no there's nothing built in for for missteps right or for mistakes right and listen life is full of mistakes so when we're rushing through life and we haven't given our 
uh, self enough, a, yeah. a, enough time and space. or space to mm-hmm. make mistakes, then our stress level goes through the roof. That's what I'm looking for. And so she's looking for her chapstick. I'm digging for, for my chapstick. Yeah. And um, it, it just really kind of clicked with me about, well, not that that's the first time it clicked with me, but I just thought I, I had to stop and think about it. Why was this baking experience such a good one? Mm-hmm. Well, it was two things. Number one, I well, three things. Number one, I had all the ingredients on hand. I checked the recipe beforehand and made sure I had all the ingredients mm-hmm. on hand, number one. Number two, I followed a recipe that I knew was going to be successful so because had, of all these you had years. past experience from right. that. And of all these years of baking, mm-hmm. I knew that this one was a better one than this one. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the recipe was going to be good. And then I gave myself time. You know, so I had the right ingredients, the right recipe, and the right amount of time. Right. And it was a calming experience. Making nice. the, the most stressful part of it was transporting them yeah, so and making sure that they didn't tip over. Exactly. And you know, it's mess funny up you the say decorations. That. So, right next door here, uh, two doors down, there's a, a place called the Frosted Cakery, which is evil, which I'm sure I've said that before on this show. It is and, so good. And I will watch, her name is Beverly, and I will yeah. watch Beverly and her crew on like a little cart with wheels carting out a wedding cake that's just like, it's probably a $5,000 cake or some it's crazy. four feet tall. And it's, it's four just, feet yeah. tall, and it's just intricate. And I'm watching them with this cart, like roll it out. <clears throat> and then I watch them open up the back of the van, and I'm just, it just looking at that gives Stresses me stress. God. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, I've known Beverly for 40 years. And so I know that she grew up in that business, uh-huh. you know? And so she knows all the tricks, all the tips. Yeah. She knows how to, how to transport it yeah, and, and have it get to its destination in the same condition in mm-hmm. which it left I'm gonna, the I'm shop. I'm going to ask her. Next time I see her, I'm going to say, Bev, you came up in our podcast the other day. I want to know, <laughs> like, have you ever been in the middle of transporting a cake and the thing falls over? I know. I'm going to ask her. I want to know that too. I and you know her. what? I'm going to guess. I would love to know her answer. I'm going to guess yes. I'm going to guess yes. Yeah, me too. And I'm going to guess that she, that part of what goes with her to the is destination. Her, is her tools. Is her tools <laughs> and her glue. Her, you know, yeah. the frosting that yeah, is yeah, called yeah. glue. Exactly. So that she can fix things. Yeah. Oh, and you know, hilarious. isn't that, isn't that part of what can relieve our stress mm-hmm. is having a backup plan? Yes. Is Absolutely. knowing. You know, there's a lot of people that say, well, my secret to success is not to have a backup plan. So, it's just going to work. So so I can give you an exact example of that right now okay. that just happened. Okay. So I woke up this morning with a little cold. Yeah. And um, I don't feel sick and I'm not going to get sick. <laughs> but I definitely have a little cold. And so I have a little gig tonight. The, really, I have two Christmas gigs. And tonight is one of them. And so I texted the guys in the little group that I'm playing with, and I told them that I woke up with a scratchy throat, and, you know, I'm not. And uh, the the piano player sent me a text saying, hey, if we need to lower the keys, we can. 
Oh my So gosh. that right there, like just cut the stress of like, okay, okay, I you know, yeah, I can do it low. And and he, he's so good that he can just transpose, transpose. on site. Yeah. So that right there just kind of made me go, okay, I'll be all right. See, isn't that great? Just knowing, even if you don't mm-hmm. have to use your backup plan, mm-hmm. but knowing, just knowing, knowing that it's there, and mm-hmm. knowing that your team is, is on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's. But that doesn't. That's not always the case with stress. Sometimes you don't get that backup plan. And for me personally, in this strange season that I have found myself in the last eight months. Um, it is sort of finally, I think, getting to me. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because I I feel like a few weeks ago, I kind of opened up my palms to the universe and just kind of said, okay, this is what it is. This is how it's going to be. I don't see, I don't foresee things really changing. Right. And my therapist asked me, well, have you just given up? And I said, no, I don't feel like I've just given up. But I feel like I've just kind of resolved myself to th- this is the way this is going to be. Right. The circumstances really aren't going to going to change. And now, I, but then I've been having some health things, and so I think in my mind, well, well, have I kind of given up? And so now my body is going, yeah. And so now my body, like in my mind, if in my mind I've come to resolve a resolve, but my body's like, no. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I my my blood pressure is a little high. Mm-hmm. I have kind of a racing heart thing that's been happening, and you know my hypochondriacal self is <laughs> it, it scares the you know what out of me. Yeah, I know. And I think okay, so some something something is going to have to give here you know, to, to, to relieve some of this very intense circumstance that I'm in. Right. And, um, although I can't really talk about details, we've talked about it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's just work related Yeah, and changes here and staffing and different things. But, um, yeah, it's, it's affect the stress is affecting me physically, either that or I'm got something wrong with me and I'm going to (laughs) die. I, I doubt that you're going to die. I mean, um, not anytime soon. Um, but I do know that you have, mm-hmm. not only are you a business owner, but you have true and good feelings and relationships with everybody in your life. And your employees are not just people to whom you write a paycheck. Right. Your employees are people that you care about, genuinely, I, I genuinely care about. I do. And even if they are personalities that, you know, you, you know, sometimes rub up against, which we all have. Absolutely. I know that you care about them. And in your community choir, there might be personalities that, you know, are more challenging than others. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I mean, I, you know. And, um, and yet I know that you genuinely care. And I do, and that's the problem. No. <laughs> well, and I, I think that that adds a level it does. of it, stress to all of us. It absolutely does, Liz. It absolutely does. I don't, I don't know how. T- I'm, I've never been very good at kind of compartmentalizing and, you know, just kind of being black and white about stuff. I've, right. never, I've never done that well, and um, 
I think that there's some good about that, but there's also not good about that. You know, there's always like a good and a bad side to a character trait, right? Right, right. I mean, of course. we all have we all have good character traits and poor ones, but they they there's another side to them, right? So. Um, I mean, I would say being a hypochondriac is not a great trait. At the same time, maybe I would be prone to catch something sooner than someone else because I'm so freaked out. So that could be good, but in general, it's not. Well, you know, the, <laughs> you know the positive thing about being a hypochondriac is that you're very in tune with your body. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you really are. Right. And every little change you notice. Uh, now, you. you might jump to false conclusions. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. <laughs> so that's the bad side of right. it. Yeah. The good side of it is you notice. Yeah. And, and like know? I said, and maybe because I notice... And I might be more prone to go do something about something and, you know, perhaps take care of a problem before it got horrible right. or something like that. But anyway, we digress down the hypochondriacal path of Debbie. <laughs> no, I think it's fine. I think it all wraps up into it when we're talking about stress and when yeah. we're talking about, you know, the good and bad of our feelings. You know, um, last weekend, uh, okay. I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> I know you're going to, though. People, she's going to cry because this is not fun. Last I know weekend, my um, 16-year-old dog that I have had for 14 years um, got out. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he's, 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 most, he's very small. He's mostly blind. Um, he's not deaf. I mean, if you call his name, he responds. Yeah. Um, but he is mostly blind and he's very small and he slipped out and it's, it, it just is what it is. And, um, you know, it, it was in the middle of the night. And so by the time we noticed that he was gone, it had been several hours. And of course we went looking everywhere and I put things all over the internet on every find my pet page that I yeah. could find. Yeah. I put posters up all over the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I've gotten a couple of calls from people, you know, saying, Hey, is this your dog with pictures? And it's not, it's never, you know, it hasn't been. Right. And it has been devastating. Mm-hmm. It has been devastating. And you know what, what happens is, you know, back in 2004, one of my children was not in a good place and was a teenager, you know, just 16 years old, and went missing. And, um, you know, it was two and a half weeks, and we got that child. That's a long, and that's a it was long, a long time. It's a long time when you're a mom and you don't know where your child is. Mm-hmm. It's a very long time. Two and a half weeks is two and a half years, you know. It's just awful. But... Losing my dog has really, Gandalf is his name, (laughs) and losing Gandalf has brought up all those memories, Mm -hmm. all those PTSD feelings, and strangely, it's about the same time of year, and I think that the weather, you know, the temperature outside, I remember when my child was missing, just like, it's so cold. It's mm-hmm. so cold. You oh. know, how are they keeping warm? Yeah. And I, yeah. and my dog, it's the same thing. Oh, my gosh, he's so cold. And 
it's just really brought up some awful, awful memories. Um, I was talking to my mom and my brother yesterday, and both of them almost simultaneously said, well, just stop, you know, don't be mad, don't be, just don't feel that way. Don't feel that way. Don't tell me what to feel, yeah. you know? And I think that that absolutely positively adds to stress mm -hmm. when people tell you how to feel or how not to feel. Yeah. Don't you just want to run them over with a truck? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's really not okay to tell somebody how to feel. I love there's a meme that has made it around the internet that just says, um, the words calm down have never calmed down a single person. Right. And, you know, how true is that when somebody says calm down? Yeah, I, I get Don't that. you want to slap them across the face? Yeah, because you can't. Okay, yeah, I'll just calm down. Stop thinking that. Okay, I'll just stop. Right. It makes me think of the, have you ever seen that Bob Newhart skit called Stop It? <laughs> I don't think I have. Okay, people, if you're listening, if you want to watch the funniest damn thing you've ever seen, go on YouTube and Google Bob Newhart, and it's a little like five-minute skit that he did on his show years and years ago. It's called Stop It. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, it is hilarious. Was, was this when he was a psychologist? Yes. Was it? Okay. Yes. And okay. so this woman walks in and she's all, well, so he says, so what's the problem? And then he says, so I just want you to know that um, I'm only like, I only cost $5 an hour or something like that. And, and I, I can't remember how he says it, yeah. but she goes, well, I just have this deep fear of being, being afraid uh, of being buried alive in a box. <laughs> He's like, huh? Anyway, then he gets to the end of it, and he's like, um, well, okay, so I've got some advice for you, and it's just, and it's short, and I, you know, and, and this is your $5, and he said, and she goes, oh, okay, and he says, stop it, <laughs> like that, and it just goes on. It's hilarious. Right. It's just really, really, really funny. Right. So... Another thing that when you were talking about feelings years ago when I was in therapy before, <laughs> my therapist, I love her. I can still hear her words. I can still hear her in my mind. But she would say, we would talk about feelings, you know, and that feelings are valid. Yeah. Good, bad. They're not right, wrong. They're just feelings. And, yeah. she, and she, would say to you, she would say to us, because I was in like a group thing, she would say, Feelings are just like farts. They just kind of pass through. They'll just pass. <laughs> Feelings are like farts. And they'll just let them pass. Oh, my gosh. You know, they, are just, they will pass. Yeah. They, they will pass. They may be very intense, but yeah. they will pass. They will pass through. <laughs> that is awesome. Mm -hmm. You know what? That needs to be the title of this episode. Feelings... <laughs> Our farts. Yeah. We'll just let them pass through. <laughs> that is great. Uh, she was funny. She had some funny, funny things. She also said, you know, and I'm not going to say her name because, you know, this could get her in trouble. Of but course. She also would say, um, <laughs> you have to think about this in the context. So I'm going to take just a minute and stop here. So I've never felt it important to give a disclaimer, but I feel that what I'm going to say right now, I need to. This podcast does not support homicide or suicide in any shape of the imagination. 
what I'm going to say was strictly in a therapeutic context and was meant to be kind of an over-the-top example of what happens when we do not acknowledge our feelings. Homicide is, is healthier than suicide. Why? Well, because if you're angry, a lot of times when people are angry, they have a very, very hard time with their anger and letting somebody know in a healthy way that they're that they're angry. And so instead of instead of being forthright and saying, "Liz, I'm pissed at you," right? They go internal, and it and it's harmful for themselves. Now that's a huge. Um, you know. So obviously she wasn't advocating for no either. No of but, those two but, options. But in a in a, she was trying to be funny by saying, "Hey, it's taking not, it out on other people." It is or or letting somebody know, know how you feel. How you feel in a in a healthy way in is healthier right. than holding it in and hurting yourself. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. she phrased it like that. Yeah. And aren't these. Um, feeling uh, things that you should be telling yourself right now because probably you are holding some things inside <laughs> and look at the damage it is doing to your body. Uh, so you yeah. know, so take I, your own advice, Debbie. Take your own advice. That's mm -hmm. right. Um, confront people with a healthy, yeah. in a healthy way, is better yeah. than holding it inside and not confronting. You know, Deb. Um, that sums up the last two years, I think, of my life. Yeah. I have, I have tried to confront a couple of people about a couple of things multiple times. Yeah. I, 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 and yeah. because I am the only one, I'm not the only one who is in this situation. But you're the only one who's willing to try to, to, to face, confront to confront it and face it. Yeah. And to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. I understand that. And so because I'm alone in my desire to deal with it, mm -hmm. my body is paying the price. And I really, really, really need other people to come alongside of me and to walk with me through this. I right. need them to... Um, uh, acknowledge that there's some things that should be fixed even if they're not going to be fixed let's acknowledge it right. at the very least um, and I I need somebody to care enough about me to want to fix it yeah and you know we had a we had a um, a listener actually you know tell me that you know I I complain too much about my own life or whatever. But here's the thing is that um, I am a cautionary tale in a lot of ways, as are you, as is everyone. Everybody. We are cautionary tales. And if we can't share our story with the hopes that somebody might... Relate to it. Relate. And, and maybe get some kind of little glimmer of... of Insight. Insight. Or mm -hmm. make a better choice mm -hmm. or avoid a toxic situation. Mm -hmm. um, if, or have the courage to get out of one or right. whatever. Yeah. Right. And if you can do that by listening to, you know, my cautionary tale, then it's worth it. Mm -hmm. But I will say very strongly and very boldly, 
if there is someone in your life who is struggling with something and they need a friend, a hand to hold, mm -hmm. be that person for them. And if you have a relationship with the other people that are causing grief, yeah. step up. Yeah. You know, affirm affirm your friend, affirm yeah. what's going on, Absolutely. affirm it. Because I'm telling you, one person hearing from me is not going to change. But if that person hears from two or three other people mm -hmm. that says, hey, Liz is right. Mm -hmm. This is bad behavior. Yeah. Then there might be change, but we'll never know because Unless no one is able, no one's able to say it. Yeah. yeah. Nobody, nobody has the courage to step up and say, Hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll never mm -hmm. know. And I think that that's where I am right now. It's just in this very, this state of frustration where I'm like, okay, maybe things won't change, but unless we talk about it, how do right. we know? Right. How do we know? It's like the recipe. I've tried multiple chocolate recipes, chocolate cake recipes. I, I can tell you so many chocolate cakes that have lived and died. <laughs> and I knew when I saw this recipe for these particular cupcakes that it was going to be delicious because I saw the, the ingredients and I can tell that this is going to come together. These ingredients are going to come together and be delightful. And I'm telling you, there are ingredients in relationships mm -hmm. that when they come together can create so much delight. Right. And, and there can be healing in places when people are willing to sit down and have those conversations, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. And if, if there's a way to open up a conversation, which I think that can be stressful, you know? The anticipation. The anticipation of, yeah. of trying to open up a conversation um, can create a lot of stress, but then once it's been had, it's like, okay, right? Right. And, and hopefully people are open to, to hearing whatever it is you might have to say. Right. It's, it's, and you know, if they're not open, then at least you said it right. and you were true to yourself. Right. And I'm not talking about being unkind to other people. Absolutely not. No. no. And I'm not talking about telling someone who, you know, has a loud voice that they need to shut up. <laughs> because you know what? Some people have a loud voice. Mm -hmm. And that isn't a bad thing. Just because it bothers you doesn't mean that that's wrong. Yeah. I'm not talking about taking a personality trait or a physical trait that somebody can't change. Absolutely. Uh, and addressing it and attacking it. I'm talking about behaviors mm -hmm. that can build or break down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they're breaking things down... That is a detriment to all involved. Right, right. <sighs> Stress and holidays and just, it's amazing how for me this time of year, it seems like everything just kind of comes into this pinnacle of stuff, you know. I start thinking of all the people in my life and I, and I, I want to make connection with all the people in my life and I want to send everybody a Christmas card and right. I want to, you know, and I, and I kind of get caught up in all that. And I actually 
I, I truly enjoy all that part right. of it, you know? I know. But, but I, also, I also sometimes feel alone in it, you know, because, I, I, and I, I don't know what that's about, but I feel, I feel often, and I'm not alone, you know, but I feel sometimes lonely during the holidays, even though I'm busy. I feel some weird aloneness right. that can be stressful for me. And make me feel sad. And I think that's very common. Yeah, yeah, because we get caught up in our um, in the in the routine, and we get caught up in the activities, and it does feel very much like a tunnel, you know. And we are in this tunnel, just and we've got tunnel vision. We're focused on the end. We're focused on getting out the cards. Yeah. We're focused on wrapping the gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're focused on all, all of that. All of that. And all of those things are good things. Mm-hmm. They're fun. They're very fun. And yet you're alone in your own tunnel. And this time of year, there's 10,000 tunnels all around us. Yeah, yeah. And there's all these people whew, speeding to get to, the, mm-hmm. to their destinations. Mm-hmm. And even though we're rubbing shoulders, I wrote a poem one time about ships passing and, and, and they're all you know, rubbing shoulders. They're all sharing the waves. They're all, and yet they're just passing each other. Right. And, and not able to touch, right. you know, not able to, to, to be in relationship. And I think this time of year, we're so busy that even though we're surrounded by people, you and I were at a party last weekend, mm-hmm. and there's so many people there. And then you walk away, and those people are not there anymore. Yeah, it, it, and you're like, gosh, I just, I was having fun for 15 minutes, and yeah. now I have to go back to my wah, tunnel, wah, wah. <laughs> to my tunnel, yeah. you know, so that I can get things done. Yeah. And it's true. It can be a very lonely time of the year because we're, mm-hmm. we're all focused on, and, and interestingly, we might even be focused on getting to the same destination. Yeah, yeah. But the journey to get there can be very, very isolating. Yep, yeah, and I just... I just, yeah, this time of year, I, I get, <clears throat> I, you know, I, and I know I have that, although it hasn't been so gray, but I do have that seasonal affective uh-huh. disorder thing right? where the sky is, if it's gray for like more than three or four or five days, then I start feeling, whoa, yeah. I need the sun. I actually have one of those lamps that you can sit under nice. and get in the sun, <clears throat> but yeah, there's something about this time of year. I mean, I love the, all the bustle of it. But I also have like this weird sense of I'm all by myself in the world. And, yeah, and I, and I don't. And, but I'm not, and I know I'm not. You right. know, but right. there's some something in there. Come on, come on, Elvie, come on. It's because of our tunnels. Yeah, and you know we need to we need yeah. to make those like that like Willy Wonka. We need to make a glass elevator, mm-hmm. and we need to <laughs> surround ourselves. We need to look out. I'll go home and watch that movie. Yeah, we need to look out of our tunnels, mm-hmm. and 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 try to see other people and what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I when I leave the house <clears throat> this time of year in my car, I've probably said this before too, but I when I leave. I, I really do. I get in my car and I'm like, okay, I'm going to head out into the Christmas soup, you know, the holiday soup. People are going to be pissy. People are going to be angry. People are going to be in a hurry. People are going to want the best parking spot. People are just going to be shitty. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so, and I'm not going to buy into it. And so I don't, you know, I go out and I'm just like a nice driver. I let people go. I, I let, I park in the furthest place in the parking lot and, and walk. Yeah. I think because, we've said this before yeah, because honestly, that is the, a de-stressor yeah, to, to park way far out it is. and then although, walk. Although you got to be careful that you're not going to get hit by somebody, <laughs> you know, in the parking lot. But yeah, it's just, I, I you can, you can make a conscious decision. And even this year, I, I've been even more aware of kind of that loneliness. Yeah. And and I can I even in that I can make a conscious decision, you know, okay, I'm feeling kind of lonely or whatever and and but I'm aware of it. Yeah. And I don't need to buy into it. You know, I right. just need to recognize that it's there, but I just need to kind of keep continuing on and trying to stay in my little grateful place that I I can get there. Yeah. Even in even in Everything I can, I can get there to the grateful place. Mm-hmm, I can. Awesome. I can get there much easier than I used to be able to get there, and I think that comes with age and all that. That's one good thing that comes with age. <laughs> well, and appreciation. Uh-huh. I think that you, you know, it's easy to to be a little bit more appreciative yeah. um, as you get older because yeah. you can look back and remember really dark times and yeah. difficult times. Absolutely. Yeah. So. So I think this time of year, I think one of the the most important things, you know, I'm going to tell, I'm going to do to all of you, our listeners, and to you, Deb, exactly what I don't want done to me. I'm going right. to tell you what not to feel. All right. <laughs> tell me what not to feel, Liz. <laughs> don't feel like you have to tell other people how to feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't. Just don't. And whatever you're feeling, feel it. Yeah. And you know what? Let them feel as well. Exactly. And if we just all just kind of live in our feelings, um, but let's also say, is this real? You know, take a few minutes to do a little checklist. Is this true? Is this helpful? Right. You know, is what I'm feeling true? Is what I'm feeling helpful? Right. And... You know, it might not be, you might be feeling really angry towards somebody that doesn't even know that they did anything to upset you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so being angry with them is not helpful. No. Having a conversation with them might be helpful. Right. So what I'm dealing with right now, is it true and is it helpful? Yeah, is it, yeah. Yeah, isn't there a thing like, is it true? Is it, there's these, if you're having a feeling, you ask yourself, is it true? Is it? helpful is it you know there's, yeah, there's a whole acronym yeah I, there is and I, and I can't remember what it, that is but yeah but that's a good that's a good thing to remember this time of year like okay yeah, <sighs> yeah. well Elvis what do you think hmm? you know what having a cat or a dog on your lap mm-hmm. is a de-stressor it really is yeah is a de-stressor yeah. I'm listening to Elvis Purr mm-hmm. um you know I'm gonna miss I'm going to miss curling up with my Gandalf this Christmas morning. Um, he might show up. Uh, he he might. might. He might. He might. And, you know, I've gone back and forth. You know, my husband kind of hopes that somebody took him in and is taking care of him. But he was a 16-year-old dog yeah. who was he, peeing indiscriminately yeah. and, you know, and missing most of his teeth. And I'm like, who who wants he, he, he that? Maybe if it's would have not... crawled somewhere and went to sleep. That's what 
And, and that's what I'm hoping because I would rather believe that he's dead, that he crawled under a bush or, oh, I, I mean, God forbid he got hit by a car, but. You I, would have found him. I would have found his I, body. I feel like, you, uh, a sh- I mean, you would have found him. Yeah, and he was chipped. and um, yeah. So if he, but if he is being, I don't want to believe he's being cared for by somebody else mm-hmm. because that just makes me angry. Well, That's yeah. not your dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's not your dog. Yeah. You do what you need to do to try to find the oops, whose family that dog belongs to because it's my child, my child. And when my child went missing in 2004, I would never, I was angry with people who protected that child. Right. Angry. Yeah. Because there were bad people that protected that child. Right. That didn't, yeah. That didn't need to. That knew. That knew that, that that, you know, the parents were out there searching day and night. Yeah. Yeah. So shame on them. Shame on them. You know, and I feel the same way about if somebody has my dog, mm-hmm. shame on you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. my baby, and yeah. I would really love him to come back. Um, but so I'm going to miss that. But you know what? If you have a cat, or you have a dog, or you have a pot belly pig, pull that little animal, or a baby, or a child, mm-hmm. pull that little child up on your lap and let them de stress. And sit. And sit. Yeah. I wonder if I took my blood pressure now, if it would be lower. With Elvis purring Elvis in your purring, lap? Elvis purring, like this sitting in my lap. Yeah. Absolutely it would be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My, my cats at home don't do this. But Elvis does. Elvis, I'm going to take him home. I'm gonna, Are you now? I'm going to switch you out with one of the, the ones at home. <laughs> Will the I'm ones that, will the other ones at home is be good mousers like this yeah. one is? Yeah. They're all, they're all good. They're all good babies. All right. Well, Merry Christmas everybody. Um Happy Hanukkah. Um whatever faith tra- tradition you celebrate or don't celebrate. Or don't celebrate. Um may this be a de-stress yep. kind of day. May it peace-filled, joy-filled, de-stress, thoughtful, grateful time. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we may or may not do another one before the end of the year. We don't know. We'll keep you posted. But happy holidays. Bye.